Hi, guys. Well, from beautiful, if a little chilly for the season, Salt Lake City, Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher. And coming up on the show today, Dan, we're going to be talking about um, Mormons and, 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 and their growth, right? But this yeah. back, what a lot of people, one of our listeners probably don't know is that back in the 80s and 90s, after a massive growth spurt, the Mormons were projected to be like basically taking over the world in, in oh my just God. a few decades, right? Well, so we have some predictions that were made uh, by demographers, by uh, by by social scientists yeah, people uh, of who, the era, who yeah, and and you know, they knew what they were doing. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, these right? are these are these are real scientists <laughs> uh, who are looking at the at, at the numbers, looking at the trend lines, looking at uh, the you know all oh, of the different things. But they came and, up with some some hooey, Dan. Oh, way well, way to bury the lead. <laughs> wait, 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 wait! A, spoiler alert. What? Franklin, we're not actually saying actual numbers. When people hear these numbers, yeah, it's pretty amazing. They weren't quite right. Here's the thing. <laughs> they were guessing in the mid '90s what it was going to look like by the year 2020. Well, yeah. we're in the year 2020, so, so we can right actually were look they? Yeah. and see how close they came and how wrong were they. But yeah, anyway, exactly. We'll get that to the get, get to that in the uh, second half of the show. Uh, in the meantime, Dan, mm-hmm. um, I've got some 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 uh, some news. Uh, maybe okay. potentially sad news for a lot of a lot of our listeners. I'm sure. Um, <laughs> you know, for for years we've we've followed the antics of um, the religious right, and, and we we play a little clip in the middle of the show, and we've grown fond of certain people, and we've grown to loathe other people. <laughs> um, one of the people who is mildly loathsome, but He's just kind of fun to play his clips. It's Jim Baker, right? Oh, I love Jim Baker. Because he's crazy. Like, he's, he's just... He's the worst. <laughs> he's... A, he's a doddering old fool. He's not... He is not the brightest bulb on the tree. Let's just say no. that right now. But he's always... And he... Oh. But he's always... You go ahead. Okay. But he's always been this, like, guy who knows where the money is. Oh, right? oh yes. He knows how to like he knows his audience and he knows how to just 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 drain the money out of them, right? Just yeah. squeeze it out of them. To um, the point where at some points he took it a few steps too far and had to do a, a stint in in county. <laughs> no kidding. Um, Did a dime up in county and now he's back <laughs> to 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 fleece the the masses. Oh, absolutely. Well, recently as we've talked about on the show, uh he was um some of the 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 stuff that he was selling on his his show uh, was this uh basically like a colloidal silver solution. They just call it silver yeah. solution, right? Um, and this stuff is like not to be messed around with. It's not really meant for human consumption at all. It's literally just, you're drinking a metal. Yeah. It's this, and it, and it is the tiniest, tiniest bit of silver. And if you go over the amount that you're, (laughs) that you, that a certain line, right? For you, for you, you cross that line, you turn blue and you never turn back to your normal color. You're permanently dyed and stained blue. Your You're skin, a Smurf. You're a Smurf. Your face is blue. It's right. It, it this is nothing to trifle with. Well, anyway, he sell it, they sell it on the show, 
and he had some a guest on who was making some claims about uh its its ability to basically cure and treat uh covid 19 right right and uh they were making health claims that that certain parts of our government don't like hearing be mm. made about things and so they received um some warnings by uh the uh, new york attorney general's office to stop making misleading claims uh the food and drug administration and the federal trade commission uh ordered uh, him to immediately cease making all such claims um yeah. and to be clear the only misleading claims that they're mad about are the claims about the colloidal silver not the ones about jebus which <laughs> those they should probably also warn him about but no they were only talking about uh, and he was also sued by the office of missouri attorney general uh, Eric Schmidt for rep- misrepresentations about the effectiveness of silver solution right. um, as a treatment for the 2019 coronavirus. Um, well, this got him uh, a lot of attention that he didn't want. They pulled the product, and now there's there, it, it's it's gone in a direction that I didn't foresee coming. And I'd like to play a little clip from his show. The warfare continues. With our credit card company, the company that processes credit cards, we were notified that because of the negative news in the public, they have put a hold on all our funds, all our accounts, all our deposits, and within two weeks, we will be totally financially broke. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> He's in trouble. Um, in the longer clip, Lori, his wife, can be heard with all of her, mm-hmm, that's right. <laughs> so basically what they start doing is they're asking people to send in checks, right? <laughs> like, they're going old school. Send us checks. Yeah. Um, hey, and, he may save the postal service. You never know. And it, at one point, a graphic comes up on the screen, and it has a dollar sign and then the word <laughs> any after it. <laughs> Just any amount, people. Whatever. Just doesn't matter. Any dollar amount. Make out your checks. And in Lori's words, make the checks out to Jim Baker. <laughs> not Jim Baker Ministries, not Jim Baker anything else. Just a per- check written personally to Jim Baker. Oh I mean, my these people God. are just absolute charlatans. That's amazing. Um, he is, oh God, he is, he just, he's in it for the money. He always has been. It's always well, been you clear want, that he's only in it for the money. Obviously. And, oh. But you want to know what I'll bet happens here? Here's what I'll bet. Because I'm guessing that most of the credit card, uh, it, most of the funds that they get are not one-time donations, but like recurring credit card payments or mm, whatever. Yeah. And so all of that's been put on hold while his, you know, his his merchant account person you know people but i'm guessing it'll all just fire right back up again and it'll be retroactive so i'm guessing all these people are making out checks and they're going to be paying them uh through the credit card i'm guessing he's double dipping here it's possible like when you watch the clip though he's he's maybe he looks mad and angry and a little (laughs) confused right and and but but whatever sort of like He's still sort of 
in control of the situation more or less right right Lori has a look of panic Lori, you can tell <laughs> things are bad because Lori is kind of she doesn't have the best poker face. Maybe um, oh, he Lori. says this is what he says uh, later on in the clip. He says uh, we have not received money. Talking about like from the 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 merchant account, right. uh, the credit card processors. Um, he says they think because somebody told a lie about us. So now they're saying, well, the people might want their money back. So we've got to keep all your money. Please stand with us. If the people come against us, then it's going to be impossible for us to stay on the air. And I mean, it just keeps going. This clip, like wow. the original clip, it's so delicious. Um, <laughs> it's so good. Um, I've just been reveling in the little bits that have been sort of getting posted here and there on on like the Twitter That's accounts amazing. that I follow. <laughs> oh my it's god! Awesome. Well, there you go. I, uh, I, we can only hope that their claims about a stupid silver solution actually sink them. Wouldn't it be amazing? It's not going to happen. No, but it might a, he is a survivor, if anything. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that guy, that guy can, he, he has been resurrected a few times. He'll just find so. a new source of bucket food. Well, he's still, yeah, he's still got the buckets. <laughs> the buckets might, I mean, in this time of coronavirus, the buckets might be their bread and butter at this yeah, moment. And he was seeing like all the gold coming in and it yeah. got shut down and he can't make money off this crisis. Like he knows <laughs> this is his moment to make a lot of money and it's not coming in, Dan. Oh my goodness. Poor guy. I, I feel for him. <laughs> Let's you and I not sell that. We were gonna sell our own silver solution. Let's not do it just because I don't want I don't want to suffer the same fate. It's just too scary. Yeah. All right. Well, I am going to tell us a story about um in South Carolina, there was a school district that uh was trying that they had a, a good tradition, a really lovely tradition of including Christian prayer. Uh, at all their graduation ceremonies. Oh, that's beautiful. Oh, isn't that isn't that lovely? Oh. You, you want to make sure that Jeebus is there to watch all the kids, except you know, to to be bored along with the rest of all of the parents because <laughs> it's the most painful thing in the world. Uh, well, this may not apply to this year because who knows if anybody's going to be walking at, at a graduation this year. But in the future, they will not allow. They will finally not be allowed for sure to uh to uh have these prayers because there was a lawsuit and uh and the the school district lost which means that now because they were fighting so hard to get these prayers in they now owe four hundred and fifty thousand oh. dollars uh in damages uh, oh. or probably just in in legal fees oh. uh, to the to the other side because they fucking wanted uh wanted prayer in schools because obviously mm. Jesus doesn't protect you if you don't pray at every possible opportunity. Uh constant prayer. That's what he demands. Yeah. The uh the US district judge who uh who delivered the order, one Bruce Hendricks, was not having any workarounds he was literally he issued guidelines that he that that are to be followed hmm. to ensure that they don't uh that, that this doesn't uh happen including 
You're not allowed to list prayers in the official graduation programs mm -hmm. and no euphemisms either. So like nothing, nothing about like an inspirational reading or, a, you know, <laughs> moment of thought. spiritual enlightenment or whatever. Right. Okay. Uh, school officials are not allowed to, uh, to encourage kids to pray. It was always the students praying and that was how they were trying to get around it. Yeah. It was, it was, it was nice. Right. Um, if students speak at the graduation, they must be chosen under religiously neutral criteria that's listed in writing. So what? Because wow. Because they don't. He doesn't. He rightfully does not trust these people. Yeah, absolutely. And he shouldn't because they would come up with wink, wink, nod, nod ways of like <laughs> being clever. This valedictorian. Uh, we're taking applications and. Uh, Everyone should have a uh, a side degree in some in theology or something. Right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, huh. So yeah, you, they can't. School officials can't give the kids because here's the thing: if a kid decides to pray, apparently of their own volition, without having been encouraged by the by a, any faculty or anything, then they can do it. That's free speech, right? I guess so. I, it's annoying free speech, yeah. but yeah. So this this judge was just like finding trying to find every possible loophole that these fuckers could find and eliminating them so there you go there could be no fortune cookies yeah yeah there if administrators happen if they see the students speeches in advance for any reason and there are prayers in them they have to take those prayers out oh really yeah oh wow so there you go uh, the, uh, the students who, if, if a student does wish to pray, they can't ask the audience to participate with them by asking them to stand or bow their heads or fold their arms or, you know, whatever you do. Can they say things like, this is the point when I'm not allowed to ask you. Oh, of course they're going to say shit like that. <laughs> they are going to feel so goddamn clever. They're going to do all the and be so proud of themselves and burst their uh, buttons and everybody's going to go woo and shout and scream and nobody will care about the grumpy faces on the one kid who's a Hindu and right. the one kid who's an atheist and they'll all just they'll be so fucking happy and excited and proud. Yeah. But so yes, they haven't stopped prayer at these things. Yeah. But boy, they've made sure that he has. They've done everything they can to make it so that the <laughs> the administration is not involved. Oh, that's lovely. That's and and as somebody from a small town, uh, in Oklahoma, yeah. I, I know that like this all rings so true because I remember like people like from different faculty or whatever coming around and and wink wink nod nod and you know well we can't ask you but this is when you could you know right and yeah totally that's oh so anyway little. the american Hum humanist association they they fought the fight they won it and awesome. now they are owed a significant amount of money well hopefully, like half a million dollars hopefully almost. that makes this school district take it seriously Hopefully it makes right. other school districts and, take it seriously. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, Dan. Um, so I've got I've got a very interesting, um, uh, some interesting results from a survey uh, mm. that 
is uh, put together by the Public Religion Research Institute. Apparently, it's a nonpartisan group um, that uh, they, uh, let's see, they're comparing numbers in in this uh, little report between uh, sort of how support for the LGBTQ community has shifted uh, hmm. between the years 2015 and 2019. Right. Just a four-year period. Okay. Um, that, yeah, that's not a that's not a huge period. Not a huge period. Um, but it's very interesting. Uh, they surveyed more than 40,000 Americans. Whoa. Um, and that's not small. It's not small. And they found that um, 72% of this group said that they favored non-discrimination protections for lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender uh, people. And that was in the 2019 uh, study, right? 72%. Okay. Right? That's great. So you can, ba- like, that, wow. Like, amazing yeah. levels of support when you think about how far we've come since just the early 2000s. So that's that's pr- really remarkable and uh, and something to be really, really happy about. But there's something in these numbers. I, I knew there was a but. I knew that, that there would be a but. Is uh, shocking and mildly hard to put your head, wrap your head around. Okay. Um, during the same period, the number of people who said that they oppose allowing small businesses to refuse products and services to gays, if doing uh-huh. so would violate their religious beliefs. Um, in 2016, uh, these, it, the, the, which was the highest point, right? Mm. Um, at 61% of Americans, right, right, were said that this, this, you know, they they were in opposition to this. Makes sense. It's not fair. It's not right. This number has dropped from t- 2016, right, uh, to 56%. What in 2019? Um, Ew. Yeah, and and it this is, this is surprising. People are. Um, uh, I, I'm a little taken aback by this that that the numbers could shift like that. Um, I mean it's just five percentage points, but like, still, right? Like, that, that's you know a little... what though? I here's the problem: mm-hmm. the messaging on the wrong side of this issue, yeah, is so good. It's their messaging is easy. It's just religious freedom. Yeah, exactly. This is a country that has religious freedom. Yeah. And the messaging on the other side isn't getting through, which is right. just if you practice, you know, if you're open to for business in the United States, you're open for everybody. Right. And that's the end. I know. It's it's a really funny thing. And and what they're looking at in the in this article is they're talking about specifically the cases that were sort of out there in the news had yeah. to do with like cakes for yeah. weddings. And so right. the issue was linked to gay marriage, and so the support of gay marriage, um, and uh, and so people they, they were seeing it, and they were like, "No, that's not fair. That's not right." And blah, 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 blah. But you're right. They as soon as the religious right lost on the the gay marriage issue and saw the numbers, like the support out there in the public is so high, right? Right. That um, 
they know that they're not going to win that and they're just going to look like dicks right and they're not going to get the thing that they their their plan b which is they want to be able to discriminate against gay people right in some fashion yeah. right and if, they, right. if and if they held on hard to they were keep fighting gay marriage gay marriage gay marriage they'd look like dicks right and they would lose favor on these other issues and the public's opinion would be solidified they were actually really they deftly shifted their focus right. to this issue um and it looks like we've got some work to do because this is so fucking wrong right and i don't get how people can how they don't see this right like right. if you support gay marriage right at a, at a rate of 72 percent of this country right supporting gay people in equality in equal right. rights just in rights you don't have to go to their wedding yeah you just have to like the fact you just have to be okay with people having equality how can there be this disparity right in right. other sort of other rights the rights like to go about your life and to go and get goods and services at any business that's open generally to the public yeah but that's the problem is that they couch it as a right I have the right not to serve people that I don't want to. I have a right to discriminate. Right. And Which, we've established that you don't really. Well, but we've established that you have the right to hate them and you have the right to be a dick about it. But the problem is that people don't understand what the, what being, you know, hanging out a shingle means, right. what it means to say I've opened a business right. up to the public. Right. We got to We got to get on this, Dan. Well, it's our fault for really we we really it's haven't us, done a good specifically. job specifically. You and me. It's our yeah. We <laughs> we should have done better. We'll figure it out. We'll um, do better. Sorry guys. Yeah. Oh boy. We'll we'll yeah. Well, baby steps, I guess. We're we're getting there. Oh, there is some good news though. Oh, okay. in, this, in this whole thing. I I last page I I marked something that I wanted to make sure I didn't skip by. Just kind of on this little side note um w there is some very interesting numbers as far as like the support of gay of of uh, marriage equality uh -huh. it is the first time that uh they have found majority support in all age groups even seniors in this country yeah. for marriage equality oh. so that's i mean we've We've done good work, right? Yes. The gay rights movement has has done some some good good work. Everybody loves that modern family, you know. And <laughs> yeah. uh and 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 so there there's a lot of support for the gay community. It's, it's just true. this issue has to get framed correctly, right? Yeah. Um and probably smarter people than us will we'll, we'll and, figure it out know, hopefully. Here's the thing. It just has if to be somebody, framed right. If some what ha what needs to happen is somebody just needs to stop serving Christians and <laughs> watch what happens. Just just light that fuse a little bit and see what happens. Your store would be burned down so fast. Right. Like it would. Yeah. Spe depend especially depending on where you did it, right? Then again, well, and it would and you'd go viral instantly. Right. Your store would instantly, like everyone in the universe would hear this story because <laughs> there's nothing Christians like more than a persecution story. <laughs> anyway, yeah, if you want your, your business to be the lightning rod 
If, if you want to just collect insurance money on your burnt down store instead of continuing your business, <laughs> go ahead and try it out and just see what happens. Anyway, uh, I'm going to take us to Ukraine, where uh, oh. it, we have reported in the past about the, uh, the Orthodox Church in Ukraine, mm-hmm. because uh, going back to like 2014, when Moscow, uh, when the when Russia annexed uh, the Crimean Peninsula and pissed off all of the Ukrainians, and then uh, and yet here's the thing: uh, you get a lot of uh, of Orthodox uh, Christians in Ukraine, but uh, for the longest time they were under. The uh, the Moscow they were affiliated with the uh, the Russian Orthodox Church. Oh, okay. And then they hated the Russians. And considering the fact that the Russian Orthodox Church is just a wholly owned subsidiary of Putin Incorporated, right? Uh, they wanted out. They didn't want to be a part of that. So they went to the sort of the whole the the grand poobah of orthodox of of the orthodox church uh one uh bartholomew um what's what's his he's he's, a patriarch patriarch bartholomew that's right considered uh first among equals which i think is a hilarious uh concept uh he's not the boss we're all equal but he has the final say and he granted ukraine uh their own uh, their own group, their own patriarchate. So oh. here, so coronavirus has done an interesting thing, which is you still have Russian Orthodox churches in Ukraine, and you have Ukraine Orthodox churches in Ukraine, and apparently they were battling it out uh, over what was going to happen on Easter. Because oh, yeah. nobody's supposed to have nobody was supposed to have a uh, anything on Easter, mm. any kind of like in person services because nobody's supposed to be meeting because of this stupid outbreak we got going on. Right. Um but one of the churches was like, everybody stay home. The Moscow affiliated church was just urging everybody to stay home and watch a, a televised uh service. Mm. But the other church, the Ukraine church, was like, hey, by the way, if you guys want to just go out and, uh, and, and uh, you know, meet in some groups, you, can, you could do that. You go go together uh, together outside places of worship. Go, you know, go meet outside the church and hang out. So they... They weren't doing great. Yeah. Anyway, there was a there was a whole there was a whole uh, to do about that, and the rivals. I think they took differing positions just to have differing positions. Uh, <laughs> kind of sucks for those who uh, who were supposed to meet with each other because that's a bad idea. And you know they've had plenty of coronavirus cases, and obviously that's still going up. So anyway. Uh, when you yeah, when you're when two churches are are rivals and there and people die because of it, that's always fun. You know, yeah, like why not? You yeah, know, you got to prove your point, Dan. You, you got to yeah, take a stand. Exactly. You got to you got to thumb your nose at the other guy. Every, every once in a while, you have to you know stand for something, right? D- damn straight. So like, yeah, <laughs> I yeah. Anyway, 
Well, Dan. Stupid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, coronavirus. It's it's, uh, it's it's on everybody's it's lips. everywhere. So Dan. wash your face. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. Wa- wash your hands a lot. A uh, lot. If you're like me, you really don't have hands left. Yeah. Um. Just just stubs. You moisturize a lot. Um, yeah. Yeah. So there was this uh, <clears throat> pastor of um, the New Deliverance Evangelistic Church, one Mr. Bishop Gerald Glenn, um, who, I mean, I guess we just might as well start with the fact that he, he passed away over the weekend. Oh, um, no. And he passed away due to coronavirus. Oh, God. Um, and, you know, that that I suppose is is sad for definitely sad Very for sad. the people who know him and yeah. you know um however um you might hear a little snickering about this one which is maybe <laughs> sad i don't know um but he was one who sort of was like he refused to like stop doing his 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 shtick because of the coronavirus he he made change services and everything yeah he um, okay. said um that he was he was he rejected the official guidelines to avoid large religious gatherings um during the pandemic and he promised to keep preaching unless quote i'm in jail or the hospital he told his congregation, I firmly believe that God is larger than this dreaded virus. And so they kept meeting. And okay, well. um, he was caught on video saying that on uh, March, let's see, uh, 22nd, right? Um, <laughs> and then they just announced that he has passed away. And the, the news was announced by church elder uh, Brian Nevers. Um, he announced the death during an Easter uh, sermon, and uh, which was posted on Facebook. And he said, and one of the things he said is, uh, the first thing I asked God is, why? Because <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh. the bishop has touched our lives in so many ways. And I get it. Like, they're sad, but the, why may not be the right question to be asking unless it's like yeah. why did he ignore the advice of experts and yeah scientists that why <laughs> well listen anyone who listens to our show has the good has the right answer to that why so <laughs> feel free to address that question to any of us because let you know jesus will not answer you <laughs> why god why oh my god because hey, you he know, didn't take care of himself i mean come on who, who could have seen it coming? That's all I'm saying. Oh my God! You 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 just can't predict these things. <laughs> that, just, you can't. Those words pretty much came out of my mother's mouth to me. What? Uh, who who could have seen this coming? <laughs> well, and I, I I mean, it was not a good moment in our relationship. Uh, oh my God! I because I all told right. her. <laughs> right. Which everyone out there, don't do that. <sighs> oh, Just keep man. it to yourself sometimes. Sometimes keep you gotta you gotta sacrifice learn, learn the rightness of you. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I listen. It was Easter Sunday uh, last Sunday, which means it was Good Friday last Friday, <laughs> which means 
that uh, there are there are various traditions associated with with that, uh, including Catholics who normally fast on on Good Friday, oh, the do? last Friday before Easter. Yeah, they I, have a fast. I didn't know that. Well, now you do. Oh, that's cool. Uh, however, why did that why? was news to the Mormon Church? The Mormons thought they were inventing something amazing <laughs> when they called for a worldwide fast on the Friday before Easter to oh, prevent no. the coronavirus. Oh no! And then, when it actually happened, and other people joined in, including Catholics, boy, did they feel great! No. Like I well like I, mean, legit, I mean because I I honestly didn't know that right and and that makes sense because <laughs> yeah. I grew up Mormon right right I, but nobody in, in the in the church had that figured out they legit were just oh, like oh no I'm sure I'm sure that the 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 leaders knew oh okay okay but but yeah they so they called for a fast as though they had invented the concept <laughs> as though this was, nobody had ever thought of this. And yeah, a, a few people who wouldn't have normally done it also joined in. Some Presbyterians, some uh, even some Jews may have joined in. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, plenty of people were fasting. And when the LDS Church says they're going to do it, they you know that the a whole a significant number they're they're an efficient church. They get the word out. A significant number of their people definitely did that fast. Uh, I was invited on Facebook to join a group. That was like the fast for coronavirus group. <laughs> Did um, you fast? No. Come on. No. What harm I, could uh, it do, Dan? It could make me hungry. <laughs> A fast is good for you, Dan. Listen, I'm I'm giving up enough during this time. <laughs> I do not need to give up my num nums. <laughs> anyway, uh, here's the thing. You know, it's been uh, almost a week now for us. By the time listeners hear this, it will have been over a week since that fast happened. And I'm pleased to report coronavirus is completely eliminated. God heard the prayers of his people, of his faithful, and there is no more corona. Oh, shit, it didn't work. Oh, no. I was about to give a good hooray. Also something I hadn't heard. But, <laughs> but apparently, boom, 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 you just let me boom. down, Dan. Well, I thought it was true. I, God, God let us all down. Oh, what a jerk! So uh, next time you see a Catholic or a Mormon or somebody who was fasting for the uh, the quick elimination oh, of that virus, ask them what the fuck happened. When have these like w- like when have these fasts ever worked for them? Because they've done this. Right? They do this all the time. Mormons love a good fast, right? Oh, yeah. Like, do they see results? Right? Like, uh, like what, how do you just keep doing this thing that's <laughs> never gotten you anywhere with God? Right? Yeah. Like, he's never bent to your will because you were like, like, I'm going to show you, right, how committed I am to this. I'm going to so go without food. Right? right. And he's like, oh, my God. They're actually not eating. Holy shit, they're on a hunger strike. <laughs> I better do something. But you know what? The problem is, it's not actually a hunger strike. Like, he might be on the verge of helping them out if they just went longer. Yeah. They need to go longer, Dan. 
Right. They need to actually show how committed they are to this whole thing. Jesus fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, you, yeah. you punks. They're skipping two meals and calling it 24 hours. <laughs> So anyway, uh, they they did another thing that had no effect. Thanks, religion. Appreciate you. <laughs> uh, listen, if if you're going to do something that has no effect and you'd like to tell us about it, we'd sure love to hear it. Uh, you can write to us, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or you can call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Yeah, hey, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Atheist, and click the like button. And while you're there, search for the TGIA Members Only Lounge and request to join. It is a closed group, but we will let you in. Yeah, and there's Twitter, too. <laughs> and Twitter, too. Dan... Hey! Um, so earlier in the show, we had one of our more favorite uh, voices joining us uh, <laughs> to listen in on what they have to say about some stuff. Yeah, um, Mr. Baker, is, sure. This is one that um, this guy more and more we should probably be offering a trigger warning uh, when we play him. Um, he's not a good he's, person. He's really, really wretched. His name's Rick Wiles. Um, we've played him a bunch. And back in the day, I always just found him to be a little um, annoying and yeah. self-righteous. And that he was, was just, He was that just was your enough. standard run-of-the-mill smarmy yeah. Yeah. pastor. Yeah, and that was, that was reason enough to, bring, to, to, to play a, a clip of his on, on the show. Yeah. Um, and, but recently, all the clips that I'm seeing of him... He's just laying out some of the most rabid um, uh, anti-Jewish yeah. uh, oh. rhetoric. He has um, just he has just... stopped pre pretending to to not be a Nazi, and yeah. he has just gone full anti-Semite. Yeah, uh, right out in the open, loves it. Yeah, revels. Now, now this one, what's this one is is so delightful because he is. The myopia with which he oh. uh, attacks this thing. Because, you know, yeah. you and I have reported, Frank, on how churches have been epicenters yeah. all over this country. Like, mm -hmm. Christian churches all over the world yeah. have been the epicenters of outbreaks of coronavirus. Yeah. Like, because it is how it is spreading yeah. Because the when most. people congregate, this is what happens. Right. Period. You get so together. And, that, and in this country, of course, because it's predominantly Christian, it's predominantly Christian churches right. that are spreading this virus all then, over this country. But he's going to look to another country and draw some <laughs> conclusions. So let's, right. just, let's just listen in. Yes, please. Well, let's look at what the coronavirus is doing. Uh, Benjamin Netanyahu said today that... If things don't change in the next several days, he's going to lock down all of Israel. It's going to be, there it is. If coronavirus trend continues, total lockdown within days. This next one, Times of Israel. Synagogues are top coronavirus hotspot list. Now, this is a report from Israel that yes. the synagogues are the the top 
spreaders of the coronavirus in Israel. That's that's not an an anti-Israel report. That's in the Times of Israel. They're admitting. They are admitting that the virus clusters are in the synagogues. If you go, in fact, I'll show you the next one from UPI. Chief rabbis urge Israelis to stay away from synagogues. Well, I would too. Stay out of those things. There's a plague in them. God's dealing with false religions. God's dealing with people who oppose his son, Jesus Christ. He's, he's dealing with the forces of Antichrist. And there's a plague moving upon the earth right now. And the people that are going into the synagogues are coming out of the synagogues with the virus. And it's so bad that the chief rabbis of Israel are pleading with the people to not enter the synagogues. What is Doc, if you heard about, if, if this happened in Old Testament times, if the Jews went into the synagogue healthy and came out diseased, what would that say to you? That would be an earmark of judgment to me. I mean, that's, that would be something that be, I'd be asking the question, God, how have we offended thee? God, what, what has separated us? God, where are these plagues coming from? Because they recognized that plagues and pestilence and famines and locust swarms, they were from God. You go into a synagogue <laughs> and you come out diseased. Damn. Yeah. Listen, if uh, it, it's a it's a simple if then proposition. Mm-hmm. If the diseases are happening <laughs> in the synagogues, then God is meeting out His punishment to the 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 wrong religions the bad religions mm. mm-hmm. therefore <laughs> if the fucking christian religions oh no, no no wait that can't be right hang on let me yep. let me do some math here yeah i know i know it's crazy i mean like if i suppose right like mm. if if the reality was you you just sort of innocently were going about your life you walked into a synagogue and you walked out diseased and this was <laughs> like sick and like you caught it and it was undeniable and it happened to everybody and it was exclusively synagogues yeah then maybe he would be onto something yeah if if you walk into a synagogue and then you turn into like raiders of the lost ark your face melts off and yeah. your heart comes out of your body then then i would definitely say Something's going on. Yeah, with and it these can't synagogues. just happen once. It has to literally happen repeatedly right. to at least a large portion of, pe- of of the people, right? And it's not happening elsewhere, right? Right. Then okay, right? <laughs> but yeah, like you're right. Like, it, look at your Christian churches, dude. Yeah. Uh, I guess what's I, happening I, there too, and guess what's I happening? Think you might not have missed in synagogues and in churches, and it's happening anywhere people get to fucking gather right yeah <sighs> anyway oh very very smart people uh, are are <laughs> in charge of things in this world that's all i'm saying you know, uh, restaurant, folks- restaurants are of the devil dan well obviously yeah obviously that's the case schools the devil <laughs> yeah Anyway, uh, hey, we had some folks write into us, uh, so let's let's hear what they have to say. Dear Frank and Dan, 
This is from Wendy. You may have discussed this subject before, so if there's a previous podcast, you can direct me to that. Now we'll just talk about it right now. How about? Here we go. Uh, My question is how you feel about polygamy. I'm aware of the history of underage girls being forced into marriage. I've also heard that sometimes families defraud the welfare system. But I'm also of a mind that consenting adults should be able to make choices. I see polygamy from the outside, and I think as long as everyone is a legal consenting adult, what's the problem with it? Uh, I'm not personally interested in it at all. (laughs) Well, okay, Wendy. Um... I'm also aware that there's a lot I don't know about it. I would be interested in your thoughts and opinions. Well, it's you a good question. You called the right show. <laughs> well, considering we are of of Mormon descent, I yeah. think that that is a uh, we're definitely uh, we've faced the question a few times before. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing: polygamy is specifically one man, a lot of wives. It's a system that's set up. Uh, specifically for oppression and uh, and especially if it's a religious in nature it is there to make sure that uh, one gender is subjugated while the other gender is placed into a position of power Mm. I don't like that Mm. by the same token as you say uh, consenting adults is a great thing I think like, I I am not a, at all about telling anybody who they're allowed to love and how many people they're allowed to love and what that's supposed to look like. So, like, you know, if we want to talk about, con, you know, ethical non-monogamy in any form that it takes, I'm kind of on board. Mm. So it's hard. it's hard for me. I don't know. Polygamy itself... If it ends up happening and everybody's happy with it. Right. Eh. It, 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 I, if I hear what you're saying, it's when it's sort of institutionalized and part of right. the system. And that's when it's going to like start to have problems, especially if it's attached to a highly patriarchal organization, which it seems when to, to often find itself attached to. Right. <laughs> I do think it, it, I do think that it probably should be legal. Uh, I think that, uh, that, you know, Utah just tried to pass a bill. I don't, I don't, I never got the, the end result of it, but they were trying to decriminalize it here in Utah. And, uh, do you remember, did, did you catch what happened? Did oh, that go don't through? Don't ask me. I totally, okay. I, I spaced out on the, oh, the legislative yeah. session because it's always just so awful. Yeah. Um, but here's the thing. Uh, I think it should be legalized. The point of decriminalizing uh, is the same point that I like to make about uh, legalizing, which is you make sure that only adults can participate in it, and then mm. you make sure that people are actually looking, that you know that the authorities are actually paying attention, because right, right now nobody is. You know, the problem is that this happens in, for the most part, in tiny communities right. that are insular, that don't let other, you know, that that sort of would hole up and become, you know, a, another Waco, Texas situation, a big, you know, it, it'd be a debacle if people tried to look in on it. But if you legalize it, you make make everybody fill out, you know, legal forms, and then you can keep track of who's doing what and, and maybe shine a little bit more light into the situation, make sure that it's not people being forced, you know, it's not 
14-year-old girls being forced to marry, you know, some guy that they don't even like, you know, who's 52 or whatever. Right, right. Hmm. So there you go. I, I, you know, it's tricky. It's not, it's not as simple as just legalize it, but I do think that consenting adults should be able to marry whoever the fuck they want to. So there you who have. knows? Who even knows? What is marriage? What even is it? I don't even know what it is anymore. I'm I've had two and I don't know what they are. Well, look at anyway, you. Look at you, Dan. Right there, you go. I haven't even had one. You haven't even and there had you one. Are just just not even like caring. I don't. I don't. I don't know what it is. <laughs> uh, hi. This is from Daniel. Hi, Frank and Dan. Uh, following on your recent discussion about uh, Pell. This is Cardinal Pell of mm. uh, who uh, who was recently uh, released from his incarceration. Uh, by the Australian High Court. Um, regarding your uh, recent discussion about Pell's successful appeal, I just wanted to clarify a point you made about Pell Pell's lawyer saying it was a, quote, plain vanilla sexual penetration case uh, and that he was admitting Pell's guilt. And I, I will admit I was wrong about like the situation uh, ah. in which he said that. So okay. thank you, Daniel, for this correction. It needs to be pointed out, Daniel says, uh, that these comments were made in the context of a plea in mitigation. That is, after Pell had been found guilty by the court and his lawyer was seeking to reduce his sentence. At that point, uh, his submissions really had to acknowledge that he had been found guilty, notwithstanding the maintained uh, he maintained innocence uh, and appealed. Don't get me wrong, I think Pell, Pell is guilty as hell and has gotten away with it. That's just the nature of our system, however, and uh, Blackstone's ratio holds true. It is better than that 10 guilty persons escape than one innocent suffer. Uh, unfortunately, that is little comfort to the victims. Hmm. So there you go. Uh, yeah, I, I can see that uh, him, the, the lawyer saying that in that situation to try and get a reduced sentence is not an admission of his guilt. Uh, so much as it is uh, making light of a rape so right. that it sounds less horrific, which fuck you for doing that. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Also disgusting. So not, Yeah, not great. Not, yeah. not a cute look. <laughs> um, and we have one more. This is from Tasha. Hey, hello, Frank and Dan. I figured I would share some new information that I learned today. Care of the This Podcast Will Kill You podcast. Uh, which is apparently a, a medical podcast about diseases and stuff. Ah, okay. They interviewed Dr. Jonah Mazet, uh, an epidemiology and disease expert at UC Davis. In some ways, the way we treat the environment does have an impact on how many novel viruses we are exposed to. This is in reference, by the way, to your story that you did last week about the right. Pope uh, saying that the environment was involved in the uh the coronavirus thing sure right um <clears throat> it also happens more often than most people probably realize but it doesn't always go beyond one individual or a very small group of people as humans tear down forests jungles etc and expose themselves to more new ecology we are exposed to more novel viruses it is predicted that we will see more of these sorts of uh exposures in the future not fewer of course, the hope is that this particular virus uh, exposure will help us better uh, help us build a better response for the next one. Uh, enjoy the show as always. 
uh, much fan love, but from but from more than six feet away, <laughs> Tasha. So thank you, Tasha, nice. for that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a good point. We are yeah. we are exposing ourselves to more environment, and and with global warming, we're exposing more environment, which yeah. like we're you know we're melting ice and who knows what fun stuff's going to come out of the oh, permafrost. You never know. It's going to be great. It's great. We're, we're learning so much about our our universe, about our world. <laughs> It'll kill us, but we're learning about it. Oh, so, so that's good. fun. So good. Uh, so that's that. Do you have any folks to thank? We do, Dan. We have actually uh, a, quite a number of, uh, of new patrons over there on Patreon. Um, we have, well, and I also need to say, we've kind of uh, started changing up our reward structure yes and we're indeed in, we're in progress we're in the middle we're, of it we're um, revamping yeah and so those of you who maybe showed up and it, it's a little little um thin on promises when we come up with new promises we'll we'll we'll, we'll loop you in uh, but anyway <laughs> um so we have one new deacon yeah we we've switched it up we should let Ooh. you know the saints, the the faithful, we've 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 yeah. gone we've gone away from that's Catholic nonsense. Yeah. We don't know anything about that shit. Right. We've Mormonized it. <laughs> Y'all are going to be Mormons. We are going to give you the priesthood. Yeah, the so, Mormon priesthood. So congratulations on that. So we have a so new, we have a new a new deacon, a new deacon. Great, Ben. Thank you very much. We have a new teacher, okay. Wendy. Uh, Ooh, Wendy. Thank you very much. Uh, we have a new elder. Oh, Jennifer! Thank oh. you very much. She and we can have... go out and, and 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 go on a mission. Yeah, and we have we have three new patriarchs. Holy cow! I don't know if that's ever happened. Um, you guys, that's amazing. Um, we have Anthony, Lori, and Tobias. So thank you guys so much. What all these uh, fine folk did. Uh, is they went to thankgodimatheist.com and they clicked on the support tab and there's a couple options there. You can go uh, over to, to, to PayPal if that's your, your what you want or like what they did, they went over to the Patreon and became part of our, our, our campaign and, and yeah. uh, there's, there's membership benefits over there just waiting for you. Mostly, um, we just confer upon you the the holy uh, priesthood. So that's <laughs> that's pretty good. It's pretty that's awesome. Pretty you guys. pretty good because you to get this in Mormonism, you got to sit through some awful shit. Ugh, it's just boring. It's not really off that awful. It's just boring. Yeah, just we're boring skipping. We're, we're bumping you up in the line. We're letting the girls have the priesthood. We are. <laughs> we're killing it. And then, as always, we have our top donor to thank, Dan. Our Lord and Savior, Davis. Davis, long may he reign. Uh, he, yeah, I, I, we're assuming he. Anyway, uh, <laughs> thank you guys so much, all of you, for your for your kind donations, uh, and uh, and we love you. Thanks, guys. Hey Dan. Hey. So back in the nineties. I remember those. <laughs> and and I remember this this coming out. I remember and I remember the church making a big deal about it. Because if there's anything that the LDS Mormon Church, Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints loves, um, <laughs> it's that 
it, it's their numbers. They're oh, just they so love them. proud. They, they, oh, they make such hay about how many members they have. They go, oh, God. And they were growing by leaps and bounds back in the 80s. Oh, yeah. And uh, and not like, we can get into like how they were growing, but that's a whole other story. Um, but um, But they were growing, and they were like projected to like, just keep growing at these like astronomical rates um and some uh what sort of sociologist types right like uh, demographers started looking at this and it really caught their attention and they're like wow this is a movement this is something that like if this continues this is going the the this little weird denomination over here is going to like emerge as essentially it's as like a world religion right yeah. like like a legit like 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 fully established and like a force like tons and tons and tons of mormons um you have the numbers pulled up and and whatnot right i've got like a few what of they the were numbers talking about pulled up the thing is that like back in the 70s uh-huh you know when when uh the the church had they they weren't doing the way that I, and the number I I should have written the numbers down in in their own little thing so I'm not like look combing through a a, a scholarly mm. paper trying to find the numbers that I was looking for right um, but the in the in the 80s the church's growth was something like 67.3 percent like they had a 60 uh, an almost 70 percent increase. Wow. From uh, from the se- the seventies, wow, which is enormous, yeah. Um, and growth rates, and even before that, growth rates exceeding fifty percent each decade since nineteen fifty. Wow, so big, big growth. Uh, and you know, it makes sense. They have this machine for uh for proselytization. They've got a marketing wing, yeah, which is their their missionaries that they send out. Uh. And, you know, all young men and many young women are supposed to have gone and to, to go and do this. You know, both of my parents ended up doing it when they were young back in the 50s or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, the, I mean, they, yeah, the, the, this is a church that is built to grow. Mm-hmm. So these, so yeah, like you say, sociologists, including uh, Lowell Benyon, who was a, uh, who it, he himself was a Mormon and uh, very much a, a, a humanitarian. He was a huge humanitarian, a really cool guy, actually, um, but also a sociologist, um, put in some time and did some analysis and tried to come up with projections in the mid-90s for what the church might look like uh, 25 years from then, 50 years from then, etc. Well, we've hit that 25-year mark. Uh, now, other demographers had looked at it and decided that their estimate, by the time uh, you know we reached about now, mm-hmm. <laughs> there were estimates as high as 265 million members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints wait, by wait, the wait. time uh, we reached now. How many? 265 million. That is an absurd number. That, right? Yeah, that's that's, that's high. Like, that, that that's that's like insanity. Like I have some numbers of like other Christian denominations like uh-huh. what what they 
what their numbers are um all all of protestantism is about 900 million people right the baptist churches they estimate between 75 and 105 million right, right? lutherans 90 million tops right sure methodists 80 million tops um when you look at like um let's see what would be something comparable to that number uh let's there there's nothing quite right in that I mean, neighborhood but it's you've like got, you've got you've got catholics a you know a billion people or something sure crazy yeah like that. over so. a billion people but like like Sikhs, 23 million in the world right right um which you don't expect that to be the largest group in the in the world but like african traditional religions everything that that, that is is within that a hundred million okay right? like uh chinese traditional religion would be 394 million right buddhism 500 million yeah right so just buddhism all of buddhism would be just barely double like what they're talking about <laughs> right with what they now, thought the there, mormons there were, were going to be now there were other that was a very optimistic uh estimate there were oh, other estimates mormons loved that oh yeah oh, there was I, a, there was also a guy named stark who did an estimate that was he considered uh conservative at 63 million still crazy still still pretty high still uh, fucking Benyon crazy himself his figure was closer to 30 million. Basically said, well, we're looking at about a 30 million, 30, you know, if tr looking at all the trends and all of the different uh, reasons why they're growing and stuff, uh, we're going to be 30 million. Okay. Well, uh, I, I, I'm so sorry, LDS <laughs> Church. Currently, you're only claiming 16 and a half million members. Yeah. So... That's actually, I mean, wow, that's still shockingly high, considering. Considering how weird they are? Considering who they are and how weird they're thinking. <laughs> but, you know, you market anything strongly. And boy, right. we, you and I were talking about this. They have the hard sell tactics down. Oh, my God. The stuff you, were one, I, you were one. Yeah, the stuff that we, we learned something called the commitment pattern. Right. Ooh. I mean, this was basically always be closing, right? Right. It's it's like Glengarry Glen Mormon. <laughs> yeah, we had the commitment pattern, and we had uh, we we had we learned how to build relationships of trust, or BRT. Right. Right. Um, so we we talked about BRT all all the time. Yeah. And well, the training is sure so effective. BRT. The the training is good. It's so effective that uh, a lot, some of the biggest door-to-door uh, -door sales companies in the world are based yeah. in Provo, Utah, yeah. because they've got this sales force that's just coming back from their missions, and they're like, hey, I know you want to go to BYU in the fall and winter, but how about in the summertime we send you to Florida to sell pest control? Yeah. And they kill it. They make oh. a fortune. And you also like learn this like... I mean, if nothing else, and this is kind of beside the point, but the reason that missionaries like do turn into good door-to-door -door salesmen is that you you can take so much rejection at, yeah. by the end of the the, the whole thing. Um, yeah, but and if you can, can you do? do it for Jesus, you can do it for 
a home alarm system company. Anywho, uh, that so it's interesting that they missed their 35 million member mark. <laughs> and I, you know, there's a lot of reasons why that may have happened, why, why they didn't hit the demographer's guess. But I got to think that one of the big ones, one of the things that happened that none of the demographers in 1995 were guessing on was oh, the internet. No kidding. I no got to think that like no, but the, none of the Mormons saw it coming that people could actually look up what they were getting themselves into and go, oh, that's mm. it. Yeah, mm. I don't think so. Now. No, that's that's not my thing. No, 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 no. <laughs> because Weird there's information now. I don't get to drink. They believe in like what? Yeah, polygamy in heaven, <laughs> right? Talk there's a lot polygamy. of stuff that that. Let me tell you something. These Mormon missionaries do not tell you before you get baptized. L listen, this is how bad it is. <laughs> I uh, there was like you know you. When you would go into like a like a new, we didn't have wards because there, it was you know there weren't anyway. I don't want to get into when you arrive at a new denom or a new congregation, right? Right. As a missionary, um, you there are certain members, especially like new members, who kind of get handed off to like the the, the missionaries to kind of just like pay a lot of attention to Ooh. and kind of just like keep them in in the fold, right? And so I made this really good friend. Um, um who uh he would probably been a member 18 months two years maybe uh -huh. um and i remember when he found out about garments <laughs> he didn't know which which is the mormon uh magic underwear that yeah. you wear once you've been sort He'd of been a inducted member that into long the... right and had yeah. no idea and i remember having to like kind of try to explain it and he's like <laughs> Wait, it what? What? What is it? <laughs> Just baffled, completely confused. And I mean, that's it. They 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 lure you in without like telling you everything, right? Oh, so yeah. you're absolutely right. Like if they can get you in and get you socialized and and get you to like have friends, yeah, uh, look at and, all these and nice a, people. A, yeah, who are like happy a to community. see you. That that's that once you get hooked by the community, then they can work on all the other stuff. But it's right. all about like giving people who who have some sort of and and this is part of it. It's this some sort of lack, right? Like they right. They, they tell you that there was there was a list in one of our little handbooks in order of the 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 sort of perfect candidates to bring uh -huh. into the church. Right. And I mean like right at the top of the list were people who recently had a loved one die. Yeah. Right? People who <laughs> oh had lost God. their job. People right. who like and it was all hardship. It was all things that had some kind of blow against yeah. them, right? Yeah. People yeah, people who are sad and lonely, people who yeah, need the comfort of people around them. Yeah, who don't have a, a strong social safety net of any kind. It's right. like, hey, we got one. Yeah, all it costs is ten percent of your income, and <laughs> uh, you have and you're boring now. Yeah, and so you're absolutely right. So like, if you can if you can skip over all of that, 
and just let people know what what what's waiting for them a couple years down the road right and and the things that you start sort of finding out and having to kind of like be okay with yeah you're right the internet boy it hurt the bad yeah and And, and make no mistake the 16 and a half million members that we've we've been talking about Mm -hmm. that is not the number of people who will tell you to your face if you say what religion are you (laughs) Right. You will not get 16 and a half million people saying I'm Mormon. Yeah. That yeah. number is wildly inflated because they're counting everybody that's been baptized mm-hmm. and they only don't count you anymore if you specifically tell them, don't Absolutely. count me anymore. And even then, it's a question. Yeah. Yeah. But like, you know, we, you know, there, our friend Doug, who's uh, hosted this show before, uh, co hosted this show before, and is also with me on the the how to heretic. He served a mission in Honduras and mm. uh and he bapt unlike you right you, you didn't baptize anybody. He baptized literally hundreds of people. And when I asked him, do you think any of them are still members? He was like, "No." <laughs> this was just these are people who just if you say, "Hey, want to join my church?" they're like, "Okay, I'll try it for a minute." And yeah. then they find out, like, no drinking, no smoking, and they're like, no, that was, nope, not this one. And they just go away. But they don't <laughs> write into the church headquarters right. and, like, hey, please remove me from your record. They don't give a fuck. They just stop going, and they move on to the next one. So, so funny. Oh, it's a wildly inflated number, that 16.5 million people. But even at that, it's still no 35 million Sorry. Oh, poor Mormons. They thought they were going to be so popular. Yeah. They thought I they mean, were they're gonna... still, I mean, believe me, 16 million, even even if their number is, you know, 14 or 13 million, that's no slouch. They, they're coming yeah. in, they're coming in pretty hot. I think for being such weirdos, that is, <laughs> that is a successful fucking cult well, right should... there. <laughs> should we compare them to other weirdos? Let's, let me see. Uh, sure. Let me see. What do you got? Uh, yeah. Let me see what we have that's coming in around. What do you have? J Dubs? Uh, well, Where, the seventh, yeah. seventh day Adventists, they're weird. Sure. Uh, yeah. 20 million. Are they? That's what it's, this says. This is. Wow. Yeah. Um, S- seven, the Adventists are doing better than the Mormons. I would not have seen that coming. Okay. Yeah. They're, they're kind of sleepy weird. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Mormons are just uh, uh, abruptly weird. Yeah, um, it's just I don't see the Adventists out there uh, recruiting. I don't know. I, I don't see okay, their no, recruitment efforts. I'm pretty sure they do. Just All not. Right. Just not on Saturdays. Um, right. Let's see. This I don't like how this is organized. Um, what about the J Dubs? You got J Dubs? Well, let me. I'm gonna have to do like a search. Jehovah's okay. Sorry. Witnesses. Eight point five million. Okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. I had to find a, a section called non-Trinitarian restorationism in order to <laughs> okay. get to the Latter-day Saints, right? A 16.4, right. um, which is the entire movement. The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, located here in Salt Lake City, is 16.1 million. The Community of Christ is a quarter of a million. Um, and then there's a, a whole bunch of, okay. you know, other Community of Christ weird. are the cool Mormons. Those are the like cool you, ones. If you want, if you want like Mormons, but you want them to be yeah. a lot cooler, if you have they, to Mormon, right? If you have to Mormon, um, yeah, you, you want to go yeah, with the ones who accept the gays. That, 
You want to me look up? Uh, I don't know Moonies. Oh God. Um, <laughs> let me kidding. see what I can do with Moonies. Is there? Do they have like a real name? Is that their nickname? Oh no, uh, the Unification Church. Yeah. Um, one to two million. Still. Yeah, the Luz Good. del Mundo, which um, oh, we've talked yeah. about before. That's around a million. Yeah. Um, Unitarian Universalism, the okay. UUs, that's po- one, uh, 0.6 million. Oh, man. Come yeah, on, Unitarians. They're not bad. It's. Uh, well, I mean, it's just like, how do you keep a church going when you when you just don't believe anything? Have you ever heard of the Friends of Man? Friends of Man, zero point zero seven million, and then the the, well, oh, the the Quakers call themselves friends. Okay, that's a, what do the Quakers call themselves now? Yeah, but what's a Christadelphian? <laughs> I don't know, but I like it. Christadelphian. Uh, okay. Anyway, I'm not going to get into it. That's not what we're talking about today. Maybe next week. Um, yeah, I know. But now uh, I got to Google Christ Christadelphians. <laughs> so made up. Anyway, um, it's all made up, Frank. All of it. In the, all of it is just somebody made some shit up, and then people believed it, and that's what's crazy. That's the miracle. That's that is, the real miracle. It is a miracle. Is that anybody would follow any of these ding-dongs. Uh, I okay, mean, well, you can pick on the, the, the Seventh-day Adventists and the Jehovah's Witnesses and the Mormons for being, for being weird, but really, is it really that weird? Or is it yeah. weirder, right? Yeah. You're just used to the other stuff. Yep. That's. I mean, that's true. It's just, it's you know. new weird as opposed to, oh, how many Scientologists? Do you have Scientologists? Uh, okay, let me pull this back That's up a good again. weirdo one. Because let me tell you something. Scientologists are like, you know, they're 100 years behind the Mormons or, or you know, 150 years behind the Mormons, but they're they're coming in fast. They're coming in hot. They Do got, they go they got by anything whole, else? They're not, they're not on this page. Oh, okay. I don't, I don't know why. Let me see if they're over here on this other page. I have a couple different pages pulled up. Scientology. No, nothing. nothing. <laughs> we're, we're looking stuff up. While this is real time oh, stuff yeah. here, baby. The, we're we don't we don't do research in advance. Not well, when we're just riffing like this. You got to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, anyway. We just didn't know we would go to this place. This yeah. isn't. We didn't know we'd. Be I had here. other stuff pulled up. I didn't know this was coming up. Anyway. Yeah. So Dan, yeah, that's that. There right? you go. The Mormons. Of, there, there are a lot of so Mormons sad. out there. If you run into a Mormon, you know, sometime in the next couple of weeks, you know, give them, don't give them a hug because you can't because you'll die. Um, yeah, don't do that. But but, but um, do tell them about the internet. <laughs> Let them know that that exists. Well, that they have be to be useful. feeling a little blue. They they just didn't grow like they thought they were going to. <laughs> Oh, poor. That's so sad. I feel bad for him. Yeah. Oh, well. Well, listen, uh, if you would like to comment on any of this, <laughs> write in to tell us how many Scientologists there are. <laughs> please please feel free. You can you can reach us, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or call and leave us a voicemail. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Yeah, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Atheist, and click that like button. And while you're there, search for the TGIA Members Only Lounge and request to join. It is a closed group. Uh, we will let you in if you request to join. Yeah. Um, and then also, you know, find us on Twitter at TGIA Atheist. Yeah. I uh, get angry the- and post things. Yeah, exactly. Uh, hey, 
Uh, speaking of the Facebook and all the things, uh, thanks so much to Mackenzie for all of her hard work on our Facebook page. And thanks to Amy and Danny for being moderators on the Members Only Lounge. And a big thanks goes out to the Red Rock Hot Club and to Gordon Johnston for the use of their music. And thanks to all of you for tuning in. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.